I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Surpass Community Weekly Update. I hope you're all safe and well. It's the 14th of May. My name is Tim Burnett. In this week's session, we have a reminder about the upcoming pre-release webinar on the 3rd of June. We're talking tags with Emma Jarvis. We have an update from Shannon Stars about a certification network group meeting, and we have other community news, events, and jobs. So I'll see you all in a few seconds. So welcome, my name's Tim Burnett. I hope you're all safe and well. Uh, it's the 14th of May. Um, and this is the Pass Community Weekly Update. So just a quick reminder as we go through, we have the Pass Conference coming up on the 4th to the 8th of October. Um, hoping to make more announcements about the content for that. Uh, we've got some super ideas uh, and some great speakers lined up. So if you want to register and get that in your calendar, then go to conference.spass.com slash conference um, and get yourself registered there. We also have an event coming up on the 3rd of June, which is our pre-release webinar. Ashley and Kat will be taking you through some of the latest features within Surpass, and this is going to be some really, really, really great stuff this time, so make sure you get yourself uh, signed up to that. We're also planning on an event on the 8th of June. Now, um, the, uh, this may move. Um, we're just trying to pin down the, the, a couple of the speakers on it and because it's very busy exam season. So. Um, if you get yourself registered uh, for either one of those, go to spass.com slash sign up. Get yourself registered, get it in your calendar. What will happen is if we do have to update it, then because of the unique way in which we work, uh, we'll be able to update your calendar for you and move the, the event. We'll notify you that as well. So uh, exciting stuff to come. So please do stay tuned. So let's talk about tags now. So um, you may remember a few weeks ago, we ran an item banking workshop, which was a, a roaring success. We had some fantastic feedback uh, from people who attended. Uh, we will plan on doing it again. There was some, uh, some of the feedback was that some of the sections were very big and covered quite a lot of uh, uh, topics and just wasn't enough time really to really delve into the detail. So, and actually this was um, uh, Emma's uh, area really covered quite a large area. So Emma's going to speak now just as she did uh, during the presentation just about some of the features and some of the questions that were asked. And um, please do get in touch if you've got any ideas as to um, what you want to discuss going forward. But here's Emma just with uh, an update about tags and other features within item banking. Hi, I'm Emma, and I'm here to talk to you today about some of our features which can be categorized under the item management, auditing and performance umbrella. Now, a few questions have come through prior to this session today, so I'm going to address these here. Um, and if we need to explore them further in the discussion, we can do that. So firstly, I want to speak about tags. In Surpass, you can attach metadata known as tags to your items and then use these tags to organise items when authoring content, creating tests and viewing results. Tags, also known as tag values, can be put into containers known as tag groups. So, for example, you might have a tag group called difficulty and within that your tag values might be easy, medium and hard. Tag groups can also be categorised into um, tag categories. So another way of organising them. <clears throat> so look at this first question. 
there are a few ways that you can do this. So you might have data that you want to add to your items. And some of this might be p-value, it might be a difficulty rating, it might be units, etc. So you could create a tag group for your p-values. And your tag values could be 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, and so on. You could also create another tag group called by serial, and your tag values might be minus 0.6, minus 0.7, minus 0.8, and so on. So you have your tag values and you have your tag groups. What about if you want a filing system for your tag groups? You can create tag categories. And that's just another way of organizing your tag groups and tag values. So you might, for example, put your by serial and p-values into a reporting tag category, whereas your learning outcomes and units you might put into a contents tag category. If you've got lots of items that you want to add these tags to, you can speed this process up by using the bulk update functionality. Okay, so I've spoken about how to set up your tags and about the tag groups. Um, now I'm going to go into how you would share these items into different exams. If you're an item banking only customer, you would apply your tags to your items and then using your tags as search parameters, you could create an item list, which in turn can be used to create your test. But this question sounds to me like you want to use Surpass More for creating exams and delivering, in which case you would also use your tags as a search parameter in the test creation process. OK, so there's a couple of ways of achieving this. There is a preview button within item authoring. So when you've finished uh, authoring that content in your item, you can preview it as if a candidate would to make sure everything's where you'd like it. Or you can add those items to an item list and create a task. Um, and you could use a panel of reviewers to vote on the quality of that item and see whether it you know, is ready for delivery or not. Um, and using that method, you could use comments and workflow statuses as well to help you manage your big bank of items. So this brings me nicely onto tasks. And I know a few of you already use tasks within Surpass, so it could be quite a good discussion point for us all to, to speak about. This person's come through, um, and I know that Kat's already spoken about writing, uh, item writing and pool management within item authoring, so I'm going to talk about the different review methods available in tasks. Um, there are four different task types. You've got a review task, which is where a group of um, assignees would vote on the quality of an item by voting on them. Um, they can also edit those items if that permission is granted. We then have authoring tasks. So effectively, um, a group of potentially SMEs would be given a bank of items and they effectively write the content. So they're more content authors, um, just making sure that everything's in there as it should be. Um, we've then got the standard setting task, which is based on the using the Angoff rating method um, to determine a cut score for your test. And the Angoff rating method is um, designed to identify the proportion of minimally competent candidates. And finally, we've got a general task, which is basically you can assign tasks out to anyone for anything and they just have to report their um, successes in surpass. 
So we've got a question about using standard settings and how to set this up. Now, this is an amazing feature within Surpass. Um, I could go on about standard setting tasks for hours, um, but unfortunately, we don't have the time for that. However, we have produced a webinar for the Surpass community. So please do feel free to go and check that out because that should hopefully answer quite a few of your questions. OK, so we've also got this one here. So when you set up an authoring task, you can select the retain all item versions box and the enable tracked changes box. And these will pull through to item authoring. And those changes will be seen in the version history and the item compare. In review tasks, however, the lead assignee can view every assignee's version of an item and promote the changes that they want to have. They're also able to see the assignee's comments if they have added any. So comments that the lead assignee um, adds to the item will show in item authoring, but any assignee comments won't. Some of the new features in the 1225 release for tasks means that changes to item sets can now be made and promoted in individual review tasks. And changes made to item sets are now reflected in item authoring, but only when the item set is submitted in an individual review task or when a final decision is made in shared review tasks. So I suppose with this question, it's really important to fully brief your task assignees on what it is you specifically want from them and what you expect your lead assignees to promote and add to the item in question. The answer to this question in short is not really. So in a review task, each reject or advise vote that's cast by an assignee requires them to provide a comment, but for an approved vote, they don't have to. If this was a feature that you desperately required, um, this would maybe need to be put through as a change request for a new feature. Another option would be to clearly define what is expected of your assignees using the task description box, like I've said for the prior question as well. Um, and this is a really interesting one. You can't hide the identity, identity of the reviewers per se, um, because using Surpass keeps the audit trail of what actions users have taken. Um, but a workaround for this could be that you might want to set up some anonymous user accounts and give these out to your reviewers. This would have to be managed by a member of your team outside of Surpass, I guess, but it could be done. I would be interested to find out why you want to keep your reviewers' changes anonymous, though. So let's talk about that. That's all for me from now, and I look forward to meeting you all in the discussion very shortly. Thank you. Thanks for that, Emma. That was great. Um, so if you want to uh, find out more about that and listen to the other presentations that are given as part of the Item Banking Workshop, then go to pass.com slash webinars. Also, you can seek out the standard setting webinar that was done uh, it was a couple of months ago now. Uh, I think it was the one where me and Jack were in a thunderstorm, uh, which was quite an interesting one. But uh, please do check that out. Uh, and we'll probably do an updated version of that as well soon as well, because there's been some new features there as well. Okay, so next up, uh, community update. So Certification Network Group, they had a meeting last week. It was an absolutely fantastic uh, session, uh, attended by myself and uh, Shannon Stars from this past team. And uh, I caught up with Shannon earlier this week just to talk about what she'd, take away, what she'd taken away from the event. Hi, Shannon. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. So um, CNG uh, Certification Network Group meeting last week uh, was a really, really good exercise. I understand you were part of that uh, that planning. Tell, tell me a bit more about that. So, yeah, I was part of the Chicago Planning Committee. Um, so we 
uh, we're planning this event. So the the event title was Successes in for 2020: The Good, the Greater, uh, the Good, Great, and Greater. <laughs> and so um, we helped. Uh, I helped put that together uh, with the with the rest of the committee, and um, we really were trying to get back to a more networking event, like being able to talk to people face to face via Zoom, but uh, a way to kind of just go back and forth uh, a little bit before the session started. But it was, I mean, a lot of people. There were over a hundred attendees, and so I thought it was a really great session. It, it was absolutely. It was really well done, actually. I really enjoyed it, and I think there was some lovely little uh, warm-ups at the start, just to get conversation going about you know everyone show your mug. Who's got the who's got the fanciest mug, and who's travelled the furthest? And uh, I even got some lovely compliments about the plants as well, <laughs> uh, which is uh, not my doing. Um, but um, so, what were your kind of takeaways from it then? Because uh, it was good, good conversations. So I monitored, there's two breakout sessions and I monitored the remote proctoring sessions. And, and so a lot of my takeaways were there were some certification bodies that haven't even uh, moved to online proctoring, which I was kind of surprised about since, you know, we've been in lockdown a little over a year, you know, with uh, not test centers being shut down and stuff. So I was surprised there were still some slower to market, but getting a lot of detail and information um, they wanted from these sessions to kind of see how they wanted to, to enter into the remote proctoring piece. Um, so that was one. And then I think uh, customer centric piece, we had a, a long discussion in my second breakout session around that um, where I gave some experiences of when I took a test recently. Um, it was a four hour test and some of the rules, um, you know, it's important to have the rules and regulations and stuff like that. But it was, if anyone walked in the room that I could immediately fail the test. And I was just like, you know, I'm like, I, I know a child or a pet couldn't really give me the answer. So I, I mean, I think we forget that it, there's a lot of stress on a candidate taking the test and, and we put the rules obviously in place and, you know, for important reasons, but you kind of have to, you kind of forget about the candidate and what they're going through and, and kind of taking this test. I mean, it's important still to protect your content, do all that stuff, making sure, you know, all that's locked down. But I think that we had a lot of t discussion around the candidate and how they feel. <laughs> You're still dealing with humans, aren't you, after all? And, you know, there, there has to be a human, you know, layer to this. Um, right. Yeah. I, there's, I've heard there's been, some interesting stories in the press um, of people who've just not really rethought how their examinations uh, work or reconsidered it for that environment. Because it, you're right, the, the stress of the technology is put on the candidate as well, um, as well as the stress of the, of like you say, any any breaches and immediate disqualification. That's It can be an expensive affair sometimes, can't it? Yeah, we talked about to prepping for the candidate as much information. So and and think about your audience of who your candidates are. Are they mostly on social media or do they prefer text versus email versus a nine page document on how to what they need to prep for versus, uh, you know, just a text and a, and a quick video to say, you know, this is what you should be prepared for when you come and take this this online test. And and so just a lot of information out to your candidate and and technical help if you can because really the candidate's not wanting to worry about their laptop or their internet at the time they want to be able to just go in and take the test yeah yeah uh, so lots of prep you can do it and like i say you have a lot of opportunity for people to learn from those that 
uh, have been, I think we 21 customers now from this past community have made that migration. I'm sure there's a lot yeah. of lessons can be learned from that now. Um, I was in the uh, remote uh, sessions talking about training and uh, SME management. And um, what stood out to me was that some people have not even approached you talked about not approached remote proctoring or online proctoring. Some people haven't approached uh, remotely managed uh, SME activities, so authoring workshops, um, even training as well. So there's lots of interesting tips coming out there. I think the one that thing that stood out for me was um, that how uh, I say horror stories again, but I heard of some organization PDFing up all their entire writing bank and sharing that screen by screen within Zoom, and that's the beauty of task management and the standard setting uh, features within Surpass, you just don't need to do any of that and you've got a lot more control of your item bank and the distribution and security so um, some, some good tips there um, so what's your plan for the next one is there is there are you continuing to be involved in the CNGs uh, yes, I'll be continuing to be involved. Actually, I have, I think, our monthly meeting today. So we'll be patting ourselves on the back for last week's event and then looking forward and planning out the next event. So um, well, looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. From myself, just say thank you to everyone because I think it was one of the, the best-run networking sessions and discussions that I've, I've, I've certainly attended. There's been some good ones, so congratulations. Yeah, Thanks. I'll really definitely good. share that with them. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today, Shannon. Really appreciate it. You have a, a great rest of the day, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. You too. Thanks, Tim. Cheers, Shannon. Bye. Thank you for that, Shannon. Um, some really good insights there. And it's uh, uh, we're going to actually be sharing some more tips about virtual environments uh, next week. Uh, Sam sat down with Ashley earlier this week to have a chat, and we're going to share that next week. So look out for that. Uh, quickly, I just want to say thank you to the IT Certification Council. Uh, they invited me along to a session uh, this week, one of their meetings. Uh, there we are, surpass on the uh, welcome guest list. Um, I really do appreciate it. It was an excellent event, um, and I hope to be on in the future one. So thank you very much for that. Um, then just, uh, just some reminders, really. European Association of Test Publishers, Call for Papers is out at the moment. The deadline is the 1st of June, so make sure you get your presentations in. If you do want to speak alongside this past team, then please do get in touch with myself or Ben. Uh, ben is actually leading on that, so uh, just uh, reach out to that or your account manager. The actual conference itself will be the 27th to the 29th of September, so put that in your diary, and it will be a virtual event. Um, before that, though, there is another event coming up, uh, the International E-Assessment Conference and Awards. Um, they're doing four sessions because they've got uh, eight awards. They're going to do two awards per session, plus a keynote and a panel discussion in each session. And they'll be taking place on the 8th, 15th, 22nd, 29th of June, uh, 3 to 5 BST. Uh, please do uh, get yourself registered for that. Um, I know a lot of people have so far. Uh, I'm quite heavily involved in the planning of that one, and I do know it's going to be a very good event. So go to e-assessment.com uh, e slash conference to sign up to that. Uh, if you want more information about these events, then go to spass.com slash events, and you'll see the whole list there. Let's have a look at some other SPAS community news. Uh, put that back up. Um, there we go. So let's have a look. So um, Susanna Lawson um, tweeted out this week or messaged out on LinkedIn about uh, one file. They've got some job opportunities going there. So if you do uh, slightly more technical job opportunities, the uh, couple of marketing roles, uh, as well as the one that's advertised on there, uh, plus also have uh, customer service and some technical uh, roles as well. So please do get in touch with them. I think they're uh, remote working, so uh, lots of options there. Virtual College, uh, sister organization of uh, BTL, have put together a, um, a really quite interesting uh, document just talking about the 
virtual working environment. So uh, how we're going to maintain that culture. So I recommend you do check that out. And also we have AEA Europe continuing their e-assessment uh, sessions. So there's a SIG session on the 26th of May, uh, one till two. They've been very good so far, so please do uh, have a look at that. And then finally, just a shout out to uh, IB, who's put together um, a tweet out a message from CNN about uh, microchips, my, microchips in um, and contact solutions in people's uh, fingernails. And I suppose this posing some questions about uh, how that might affect the uh, assessment space. Uh, progress is great, obviously, but um, you know, we always need to keep a mind on security within the testing space. So thank you very much for watching. I really do appreciate it. Um, I'll be back next week uh, with a further update and uh, I'm just gonna play my little video now. So uh, I've lost it, it's gone, there it is. Take care and see you soon, bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.